is in the pudding, and the pudding in this case is a football. Move! Eat my goal! The goalie has got football pie all over his shirt. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pool podcast. On this show, I am joined by the same guest as the last episode of the Down the Pool podcast, uh, Gary Griffiths from fromaways.com. Um, um, we're just going to review the, the first Wanderers game of the season against York United. Um, and yeah, we'll probably like just talk through it and give her man of the match uh, and stuff like that. So uh, welcome back again to the show, Gary. Thanks for having me, mate. First of all, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of look at the, the squad selection. Were you surprised by some of the selections uh, that Stephen Hart went with? Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised and surprised, surprised at the same time. I think there were certain positions on the pitch we were 99% sure would occur. So we knew we knew Fernandez would be right back. We knew Santos would probably play as one of the centre-backs. We knew we had a good idea Tabby would play. Rampersad, uh, JGL obviously would play. But then goalkeeper, I was quite surprised about. I thought Basket might get the nod. He ended the season quite well. He was with Coventry in the off-season as well. Um, Morelli, I thought, would be a 10 with Salter up front. But it ended up Morelli being a false nine. I was quite surprised because especially on the left side, we normally play with an inverted winger on the left. But we had kind of, it was quite anachronistic, actually. We had tr- we had two like very old-fashioned keep-the-width wingers on their favoured side. So we had Bent playing very wide on the right and Marshall very wide on the left. And that's not something we've really seen Hart do too much on both sides. He tends to either play with two inverted wingers or one out-and-out winger and one inverted winger. So that was quite interesting as well. Conversations I was having pre-match were revolving around what's that front four actually going to look like? Is it is it Bent as a striker and Morelli as a 10? Is Daniels on the left or is Daniels as an 8 or a 10? So yeah, it was a it was a very interesting lineup. I thought. What what were your first impressions when you saw it? I was very surprised that Peter Shadow was left out, and he went with Santos and Restrepo. And, and I I think that kind of left us short in the physical sense because like they're not very tall defenders. And mm. um, sometimes like you know you kind of usually have one that's like a big brick shit house, and then one that's kind of speedy and kind of do whatever. So that was interesting. I thought it actually worked pretty well, to be perfectly honest. Oxnard, I I. Was, so really surprised by that. I thought that, um, as you mentioned, like they seem to have put like a lot of time and effort into uh, Kieran's um, development over the the off season, sending them to England and stuff for like that. So uh, I I guess Christian probably worked very very hard over the the off season to kind of show Stephen that he's still he's still around and he still should be the number one. I thought I actually thought he played quite well. To be perfectly honest, I thought that uh, apart from a few. Rush clearances, I thought that he, he was pretty commanding in his area and stuff like that. But even then, with Christian back there, like we're so like lacking in height, I'm surprised that they didn't try, like York didn't try to uh, go after that a little bit more. I, I thought they, they kind of didn't play into that, which is kind of strange considering that you know uh, they have some pretty big defenders and and stuff like that. You know, uh, playing Fernandez and Tabby, we, we kind of mentioned that they were. I was kind of favourites to uh, to be in there. So I think the two big surprises were Oxner starting and um, uh, Peter not starting. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was very, very surprised by that. But I must say, I said on the last show, um, and I have to correct myself because I said that Santos didn't look very fit last year. This year, he looks he looks a different player. Um, he was he looks slim. 
Uh, he, I, I thought he had an excellent game. Like I think it's probably his best game as a Wanderer. I, I thought that he was fantastic, and I'm super glad that he he didn't really get preseason with us again. He was only here for two weeks, but he's obviously worked hard in the off season to, to stay fit and um, get in the groove. Because I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I was when I was watching the game, I was kind of thinking of our conversation where both of us said, uh, wait and see, we're not completely convinced by him yet, but we'll wait and see. I think he really reveled in being the main guy at the back because I think Restrepo was still the talker, but but Santos was kind of the physical leader at the back. And especially there was a spell between the 60th and 70th minute where York were really, really turning the screw. And I think Santos was very dominant at centre-back at that time when we really, really needed him to be that player. He became that player and yeah, yeah, I've never been happier to be proved wrong, to be honest. I thought he was fantastic. I, I think if Stephen was proved right by, by his selection, by how well he played and I thought, I, I actually thought that Mateo was absolutely fantastic in beside him too. I thought the two of them uh, were, especially in the first half, were, were dominant pretty much. Like I don't think York offered very much going forward and I think anything that they did have uh, they dealt with it uh, admirably. So, for, for like saw on Discord, they saw like people in chats among and stuff like that. They they seem to think that we had turned into uh, Man City or Liverpool in, in this first half. They were talking about triangles and and this and the other. So obviously we we did have a, a, the line share of possession in the first half. So what what how do you think we started off and what were your impressions of the system that Stephen had set up and uh, how we actually played out that first half? I actually think they're really valid points, to be honest, especially like the, the Liverpool thing is the most direct comparison I can think of. And it it chimes really with there was that really good interview Stephen Hart did with um, Christian Jack in the week leading up to the season. And he was asked which coaches he admired and he singled out Jurgen Klopp. And that was really in my mind when I was watching that first half, especially how we set up with Morelli as a false nine. So we had. Morelli is a false nine and then two quick wide wingers either side of him. Not not inverted like they are with Liverpool, but still same kind of premise. And Morelli, on a graphic, he's a centre forward. At the kickoff, he's a centre forward, but nothing else he does is really what a centre forward does. So what was really interesting, like often every time he dropped into like the 10 space, like dropped a few yards back from our wingers, that was a trigger for Aidan Daniels to then sprint and make a run in behind the defenders and it was it happened so often that I feel like it was definitely something they'd worked on like okay Aiden if you see Yao drop into this space you run in behind because otherwise everything becomes really congested so Morelli was doing a lot of Morelli stuff dropping into the 10 space like looking to find a pass Bent was running running really far ahead Marshall was keeping his width and running far ahead so it was very modern football which is not something you always associate with how this team has played over the past few years, but it was a very modern system and it worked. I think it worked pretty well. I don't think York were expecting it. They didn't set up in a way where someone could always track Morelli, which meant he found himself in a lot of space a lot of the time. So yeah, I liked how our attack looked. We didn't have that many clear cut chances, but we Morelli had a one-on-one that he just missed. We had a few players arriving late and and um, shooting from outside the 18-yard box. So, yeah, I thought we looked quite dynamic. And what, what I liked about it is kind of what I was saying about Daniels, where even though someone like Morelli was moving into different spaces, his teammates always knew what to do when that happened and to move into the spaces he vacated, which made us look really well coached, I thought, how like the attack lined up. I totally agree with you that um, as soon as like Joe dropped 
into that 10 position. Uh, I, I thought Corey Bent was the one that like actually looked more like a striker. He, mm. he, he tended to kind of run diagonally into the, the centre forward position. But I, I, I felt like last season, the midfielders uh, were tripping over each other. Like Jeremy and uh, Rampersat would always try and play in the same position. And I think this starting off, Rampersat was the six and Jeremy was the eight. And it was kind of nice that they were kind of had that little bit of a difference in the way that they were, they're positioning. So it wasn't like, even I thought, as you said, like the, about them being well-disciplined, it's like Rampersat would just play the six and then Jeremy always kind of knew just to kind of stay that little bit ahead of him to give him an outlet. And I think that last year we had big problems where we ended up having to go side to side because the two of them were just like sitting so flat. Um, so I think that that was brilliant. And I think one of the, the comparisons to Liverpool is our work off the ball, the press that we had, you know, every player, and I think this is one of the things you can, a lot of people criticise Stephen Hart, and I've been one of them before, but I, I think you can never deny that his team, everybody knows their job. Like, you know, they're, they're kind of well marshaled, well, and that's why we don't concede a hell of a lot of goals. Like, um, I, I think from the, from the front to the back, everybody kind of knew their job. You know, when they had the ball, like Corey Bent like knew what he had to do. Morelli even knew what he had to do. And I think, as you said, like that's maybe the, the benefit of having like a proper preseason that you can kind of work on that stuff and let people know what it is that's expected. One of the, the big things for me was is that Joe Morelli, like a lot of people would think of him as a luxury player. His work off the ball, his work rate is phenomenal for somebody like that plays that kind of drifting position. You know, like he he's... He, he puts the miles into his legs. Like, I mean, like the, the pressure he was putting on some of their players was incredible. And I kind of didn't give him a chance to build from the back because he was always kind of in somebody's face. And as to like Corey, like was always there too. So I think that was a big part of it too. It wasn't just like our attacking threat. I think it was the fact that uh, when we didn't have the ball, we were very, very disciplined and we didn't give them like that much time at all. It was, uh, I, I thought it was like a really good first half. Um, yeah. But, okay. I completely agree with what you said about the centre midfielders, by the way, where, yeah, last season we'd always play, well, not always, but usually play with a double pivot of if they were both fit, Jeremy and Rampersad. And it was kind of very flat, wasn't it? Like a bit like a crab. They were just kind yeah. of moving sideways and passing it to each other. But Rampy was so deep. He was a true, a true six, like really, really deep. And I think he's the only player that can, I think we'll talk about him later, but I think he's the only player that can play there for us because he's so good technically that he can take it in them high pressure areas and still build play. And, and yeah, you, you kind of had Rampy as a deep six and then um, Lapare and uh, Daniels just ahead of him as two quite attacking eights, actually. And what was interesting about those two was they actually swapped sides in the 15th minute. I watched it again yesterday. Um, so it started off with Daniels on as a left eight and uh, JGL as a right eight. And then in the 15th minute, they just switch. And then in the 30th minute, they switch back. And I was thinking, have they like planned every 15 minutes to switch what position they are? But then in the second half, they didn't do that. So maybe that was just a coincidence. It's a really nice balance with those three because you've got Rampy holding, technically very strong. Then you've got Lapare, who's more of a passer, very smooth player. And then you've got Daniels, who very unique to this team, will get it and will actually carry the ball forwards with the ball at his feet, which we've got no one else that does that. We've always kind of relied on trying to pass through teams. And then you get like what you were talking about, this sideways, crabby sort of passing. But when you've got someone who goes, right, I'm going to take it here, head down, I'm going to beat a player and move us five, ten yards up the pitch like Daniels does, that's invaluable. The way we play now, he had like I think it was in the first half. He had like such a 
I think he uh, he went on a mazy run on the, on, on the, the left-hand side. And it was just this kick of pace that he had that, as you said, like, like we have pacey players, but they never seem to be able to take their man on. And I think that's something that we've really struggled with that. Like, you know, we never managed to put, I, I think maybe Maury Donner, Donner last year was probably the best player we had at it that was able to push back their fullbacks and like, you know, be an attacking threat. And I think just having somebody who's able to kick on and beat a player with pace and, um, and have a, a, an end product. I, th- I thought like his um, his football brain is really good. Like he like he's not just like I feel like sometimes with Marshall, for instance, you know, like he's a good player, but like he he gets himself into good positions, but then he almost like panics or he isn't sure what he's supposed to do with the ball. I thought that Daniels is like a, a lot more accomplished, and he kind of knew what it was that he was supposed to do, like to lay it back to Morelli or do whatever. And um, I, I definitely think that no, I say he does it in tight areas as well. Like don't you're completely right, Donor and Bent as well, brilliant at it. But they kind of do it with a lot of grass in front of them. Whereas Daniels does it when there's a congregation of bodies around him. And he still manages to find the little angle through. Uh, and once you do that, you break a press really easily. So he, he, the first, on my first viewing of the game, I thought he was good. But then I watched it again and I thought he was very, very good, actually. You can definitely see there's goals in him. Um, I, oh, yeah. I think I think he was unlucky with a couple of the, the kind of half chances that he had that if he was maybe five or six games on the road, he's burying a couple of those. You know what I mean? Like I, I definitely think the, the extra goals that we do need are probably going to come from him because I think that he was, uh, like, he looks like he's not afraid to take a shot and take that responsibility. Um, so overall, I thought he was fantastic. Um, and I think that first half was f- unbelievable. And I, I think huge credit goes as well to uh, Zach Fernandez and, and Tabby. Like, I mean, like, that was, like, basically like, their, their first professional games. Like, Zach Fernandez was unbelievable and tabby had uh like ensa on his side and it's not very often you see chris no like beating for pace mm-hmm. jesus christ there was a couple yeah, there oh man it's unbelievable like i there was the, i think there was one where like like chris no had like a yard or two on him and he like he was able it was towards the start and i think he caught up with him and um worshiped the ball out and i was just like thinking like that's it's exactly what we need here <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like yeah. it, it, it obviously like uh, I think in the second half things were a little bit different for him but I definitely think the first half he's definitely shown that um he deserves to be in the team and he, he shows some good signs of what he's about and there's there's mitigating circumstances in the second half as well you get you get a player 21 years old first professional appearance his legs are starting to go a little bit and then Abzi comes on, on <laughs> yeah I know it's very very tough to to criticize Anything that he did, I thought he had a fantastic game. But like Zach Fernandez looks like he's been a, a CPL player for three or four years. He just slotted right in there and yeah. was phenomenal, like phenomenal. I think his ball distribution, his uh, another one that's like his football. He has a football brain. Like he knows mm. it's not a panic, it's not rushy. Like everything is kind of done for a reason. And I think uh, his running was very clever too. I think there was, I think it was in the second half, he he ran like nearly like like thirty yards. To, on the on the right hand side, and he just freed up a space into the middle, and I think that's uh, the ball got laid off to Daniels. And I think they mentioned in the commentary is like, oh, it's, it sucks when you run that far and you don't get the ball, but but it's the fact he's making that run 
opens the space up somewhere else. And I think that's a big part of the game too, that like you don't have somebody that's just hanging back just in case, you know what I mean? So what did you, what do you think of their performances? Yeah. Like you said, with, with, with Tabby uh, defensively, I thought he was really good um, in possession. I felt like he couldn't quite find his legs at times. And that might've been a nerves thing or, or just, yeah, just an, it's an overwhelming occasion, but I've got absolutely no concerns about him at all. He'll, he'll be apps. He'll be fine at this level. 100%. Uh, yeah. Fernandez was, was, Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He's he's not as attacking as Donor, is he? But he's he's fast. Like, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, I'm just surprised by how fast he is. Like, I, from what I've, I've heard people talking about him, they've kind of said that you know he's not attacking minded as what Donor is. So I expect him to be kind of slower. But I, I just think that he's got he, like he's he's more of a defender than what Donor is. I think you know. Yeah, I feel so much more secure with him compared to Donor. Like he's uh, like I'm not a sour grape thing at all, but I'm very happy with who we've ended up with at right back and I really liked the balance he found with Bent as well because it would have been really really easy for those two to get in each other's way because they both essentially want to do the same thing which is hit like the right side of the 18 yard box and put a cross in but despite that they they knew when Bent was going to come inside when um, Fernandez was going to overlap and it actually happened the other way around as well where Fernandez tucked inside and bent overlapped so yeah I, I'm really excited to see the balance on the right side and how how that works out and Fernandez will play really well with a inverted right-sided attacker as well he, he can do both so yeah delighted with that signing I must admit and I, I think yeah I think we could have done so much worse in that position to be honest I think we could have taken a chance on someone but the fact that we watched Fernandez we played against him that offers a lot of guarantees. So yeah, excellent signing. So, so to make sure that we're not just like homers and we're saying that everything's mm. like all sunshine, sunshine and, and rainbows and stuff, but we can't not look at the fact of the first half that we didn't crave very much myself. And I'll probably like get slated for it. But I, I think part of the problem with, with Joe, he wants to be the middle of it. He wants to be in the middle of everything. And that's the type player he is, and that's what I think it's great about him. But there was, t- there was one or two times in the first half where he was like playing like as a, as an eight or a six. He was like dropping really, really deep to get the oh, ball. Yeah. And I, I, I think that kind of that's where we miss having a proper striker sometimes. Like the and that's why I'm not always the biggest fan of a false nine because mm. you kind of need to have a real nine sometimes. And I, I think that's when he pulls out. We don't always have that person who's like gonna make I think there was one where they kind of flashed the ball across the, the face of the goal. I think Terry Dunfield in commentary said like that's where you need a proper number nine who's gonna make that run to the to the near post. And I think that's to me I think sometimes we like because we're depending now on Joe to score our goals, we're missing out on having a proper striker. And I think the only one that we had on the bench to do anything was probably Salter. So I think we're still I still feel we're a little bit light up front when it comes to uh, the striking position, but that's just me. What do you? Uh, yeah. Do, do you think he? Do you think Morelli could get marked out of a game? Sort of. And then if he's not there, popping up in those positions. I think. I, I definitely. I definitely think that. Like. He, like he just gets very. I, I, as I said, like he, I don't think he gets frustrated. I think he just wants to be the center of everything. Like he loves having the ball. He's like you know he 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 wants to be creating stuff. He wants to like he wants to be involved. He doesn't. I don't think he likes. Like being a striker, sometimes it means that you're kind of not in the game the whole time. You're kind of making those runs, like, and you're not going to get the ball seventy or eighty percent of the time. You make a run, but you're still creating the space. And you know, when you get the ball, you might just have to hold it up and lay it off. 
And I, I don't think he enjoys that, that part of it because he wants to have the ball on his feet and he wants to be, because he's, he's a 10 and that's what they do, right? And I think Corey Bent kind of came across sometimes and was trying to play in the centre forward position. But like when you're not starting out there and you're trying to make runs in from your other position, you're not always like focused on what you should be doing as a striker. And I think that sometimes we just kind of lack a little bit. Um, just and I think that's why we kind of didn't, we, we kind of failed a little bit sometimes to create the chances. We probably, our possession, like, should, we should have like had more chances with the possession that we had, I thought. But that's just me. Yeah, I know. I kind of, I, I agree with the problem, but disagree with the solution. So I completely agree. Morelli, I, I don't mind him as a false nine, actually, but I completely agree him being there takes something away from our presence in the box, without a doubt. My solution maybe wouldn't be a big striker because I think then you've got to move Morelli to the 10 and then you lose one attacking eight. Like, so Daniels would have to come out, for example. And then you've only, you're then you back to the midfield two again. And I think we, we lose the midfield battle a lot when we've got two in there rather than three. So... I guess my solution would probably be Morelli stays as a false nine, but we have on the left side of attack a really, really attack-minded left forward who has no responsibility defensively, whose only job is to diagonally move towards goal and score, basically. Um, so a left forward who is essentially a striker would be my solution to that. But the way Stephen Hart likes everybody to have a role, I, I just can't see him doing that <laughs> Stephen Hart's nature to, to have somebody who doesn't have a role to defend you know what I mean like and I just to say it, right you don't have to because I guess yeah because Morelli doesn't really do much of the tracking back either so if you have two players who aren't doing that that's yeah it's, it's a lot of luxury I think there is a solution there somewhere I, I just think that like it's very difficult to tell a player who's played the same way for 25 years or for whoever since he was a child mm. then change it and become and I think as well, like sometimes when he does drop deep, like his like he's a fantastic passer of the ball. And like there was a couple of times when he like sprayed the ball out left, and you can see that he's like busting it gut to like get to the to the box to kind of catch up with it. But I mean, if you're like from fifty yards from goal and you're trying to bust your your way <laughs> into the box, you're gonna get, you're gonna tear yourself out pretty quick. And that's how you get injured. And that's how you pick up like hamstring injuries and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think we kind of have to be a little bit careful with the way that we kind of manage his games and, and, and stuff like that. But do you think there's a solution in house or do you think we have to sign someone to fix it? Uh, like normally you would kind of look to, I guess, Akeem, but like, I, I still feel myself that Akeem isn't an out and out striker. I never thought that he was. I think Salter's probably the closest that we have to it. And he's not like a big number nine. Like he, he's, he's kind of smart and, you know, he's got a bit of pace actually. Like, uh, I mean, the, the, the chance he set up for Robinson was, phenomenal and uh, I mean he's got Beautiful a good first touch he's got a good like engine on him too so I think we do have the solution in house it's just how you go about making it happen as you said like it's kind of like it gels like a kind of conundrum sometimes like it's you know like you don't want to lose that attacking thing but at the same time it, we kind of we do lose a little bit when he drops really deep because that's his mindset like he wants to be involved and he wants to be part of the game and and, and stuff like that so uh, as I said like the first half I thought we were we were really good and it kind of, it, it did look different than last year, which was kind of nice. And then the second half, we kind of, was more the same. I thought we thought we were like excellent. And then the, uh, the penalty came around, which Roger Thompson, what the fuck was what? he? Yeah, it was mental, wasn't it? 
like if I'm Martin Ash, I'm like losing my mind. Like, like you're probably your most experienced player on the pitch, and it, it, he just does something ridiculous. But you know, obviously for for us, it was great. But up until then, I thought we were still playing really, really well, and I thought like I, I think we were creating like most of the chances that the kind of half chances that were coming around. But to just think of um, like the Gerald's penalty and the dance afterwards. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm a terrible dancer, so I've got absolutely nothing to say. About I'm in no position. Penalty, he's so good at taking penalties, isn't he? It's just you, you, you don't feel even a little bit stressed out. Like it's kind of how I feel when. So I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm also an England fan, obviously. And when I see Harry Kane stepping up to take a penalty, I'm completely calm. When I see any Arsenal player stepping up to take a penalty, I'm not calm at all. It's, and I get that kind of with Morelli. Like I'm relaxed when we get a penalty with him because he. He doesn't seem phased by it at all, does he? So, definitely yeah, not. Um, brilliant penalty. It definitely was a penalty. Like that was an absurd challenge to to make. Um, but yeah, we started the second half quite well again. Similar to the first half, we were definitely on the front foot. We were definitely the better team. I thought Verhoeven started to get a bit more control for York, and you can see everything they do, they want to go through him every single time. Uh, Lapare, Morelli was kind of dropping in on him a little bit to try and disrupt him but he was still getting a bit of control but yeah I thought we were still the better team until we scored and then they just had that 10 minute spell when Absi came on Protrasso before he went off injured was starting to look really really good they had a 10 minute spell when they were trying to get back into it where we looked really really ropey I thought from the 60th minute to the 70th minute I, I and thought we probably should have given away a penalty personally what did you think of that? Like uh, so, so you're you're right though. Like the, the it all really like changed when when Absy came on. And I think as well that um, you know, like Joe had a really good chance. Like he created for himself. Like oh, on the show, he's powy. Yeah, and, and uh, I think it just really caught uh, Nico off off guard, and it was it was a, a hell of a shot. But from that until the 70th, 75th minute, it, it was. I just felt like we we were just the same wanderers as last year. Uh, it, it was just with a few new faces. We just sat back again. We just allowed them to come on. We just we were kind of all over the place a little bit. And I think it was just like, um, as you mentioned there, like uh, when as soon as Abzi came on, like he was given like Tabby like a, a tower time. And I, I think that's just experience though. Like I mean, I don't think that's I don't think it's anything to do with with Tabby whatsoever. I just think that Abzi's like been around the block and he's he's like he. Me personally, I think he's too good for the league. I'm surprised that I agree. When you look at like who left, and you know, like you, you saw Farsi go, and you saw um, obviously Chung and McNaughton go to Toronto. Like the fact that Abzi wasn't part of that, oh, I don't understand. He's a phenomenal player, and I think he just totally changed the way that they played as soon as he came on. Like he just, I think it was like his first couple of touches. Like he was like, I think he had three or four wanderers of play, players around him trying to get the ball off him. He's just. He's just a phenomenon. He's just a phenomenon, and I think he's a he's a great player to watch. But we just couldn't handle him when he came into the game. It kind of gave uh, Petrasso more of a focus too, um, and he came into the game and was like, he went off injured. I know, and I think that like I think that swung it away as soon as Petrasso went out, and then they for some reason they they swung Abzi over on the left, um, and I thought that Fernandez like was fantastic against uh, Abzi, and I think. I, I don't understand why they changed him from the wing he was on because he was causing us all sorts of trouble. And um, the penalty decision, like I, I, I think it was a penalty. If you, I, I, I watched it back today. I was watching it and Santos kind of clips his heels 
Um, and even he, like, even he afterwards, I was talking to Angus McNabb a little bit about it, and I kind of mentioned to him that, you know, like afterwards, like Santos was kind of like, you know, you know, somebody's guilty, yeah, like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like when your mom says, like, uh, did you, did you take some biscuits out of the press or whatever? And you're like, no, 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 you know, straight away you did it, right? So I, I, I thought we were really lucky there. And he, even like with the, the chance, I, I don't, I think he didn't think the ball was going to come through to him that cross that came across and he kind of missed at the far post. I, I don't, I don't think he was expecting it, but I think that was the most frustrating thing watching it back today was just how quickly we kind of fell back into the same old habits of what we had last year. And we, we and I think had Petrasso stayed on, we might have conceded a goal. And I think there's something about our mindset that when we score a goal, we have to try and hang on to it. You know what I mean? Like we don't like it, it's there's something ingrained in the DNA of this team that it's like I don't know what it is that assume, like you've seen this. I'm sure you've seen it a million times. Just like it feels like. Tottenham under Mourinho, like as soon as we scored, when Tottenham scored a goal, we just sat back and hoped for the best. And you just kind of knew the inevitable was going to happen where the other team was going to score. And I feel like that's kind of the way we we are sometimes. That 10-minute spell was shocking, I thought. Um, and it's just, I know it's me being a bit harsh, but I just it, we just went back to the type and it was just like watching like last year. And I think this is going to be our problem again this year if we don't start scoring and I know it's very easy to say we need to start scoring goals but it just kind of brought it home that we were we had so much possession up for the first hour we had one goal to show for it and I think that's going to be our problem if we don't try and work out how we do something about it and I, I mean we, we don't often win by two two goals or three goals do we I can think of against Edmonton uh, the Island Games I mean I think there's one game last season we won two nil yeah Forge we beat two nil as well but other than that they're normally quite close games and when even if you're the better team if it's a close game you're only up by one goal you you're going to concede a chance uh, at some point all it takes is like 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 right's chance like it was kind of like just one of those scrappy things and that how we missed it, i don't know but yeah it was just and i mean I, I will say though for for thursday's game against york i thought it, it did feel only like a 10 minute spell and i think you can't you can't dominate every single game for 90 minutes you're gonna have to like seed possession at some point and be under the cosh uh, to put a, a positive spin on it i thought last season that would have gone on from the 60th minute till the 90th minute and then would have conceded in the 89th and said it was a bit weird then moving absolutely because I thought that took the momentum out of what they were doing completely and we st- and then for the last 15 minutes we were the better team again I, I thought that Stephen Hart's substitutions were spot on apart from the Salter one uh, I thought that um, when he brought Peter on and shuffled Restrepo out to the, the left back position was very smart I thought that that diffused an awful lot of the the panic I thought and I think that um, that's a good thing about Restrepo like he's comfortable so much across the back line and we had somebody just and I think Peter's presence probably like brought a little bit of um brought a little bit of like uh, calmness to us as well I, I thought that was a very smart change and I I think even like bringing uh, Robinson on too I thought was a it was another kind of outlet the salt one I I don't understand what he was trying to do there like when when he's the left wing. When I, saw, when I saw like Marshall coming off, I was like, okay, so we're going to push him up top and you know move Daniels to the left or do something. Like he, I, they even joked about it in the the commentary that he's been on for thirty minutes and had to push the ball. Like you know what I mean? It was I don't. He's not a left winger, and I, and I think that sometimes 
Stephen's problem and like he's a great manager he's better he knows more football than me but sometimes like he just like, like rather like than shuffling stuff like he tried to do like a put salter in and hope for the best you know what I mean? like, he, like I don't understand why you would think he's a left winger it just didn't work and like rather than fixing it and trying to shuffle stuff around and push him more into the middle we just left him there and there was so much coming down that right wing. And I think that was also why Tabby was under so much pressure is that because like Salter is not a winger. He's not a defender. Like he did, like he's not, he doesn't know where to be because he's a striker. And I think that was uh, not the greatest change, but I thought the other ones were spot on. And I think, yeah, you... sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I, I kind of agree. I thought Charla coming on and Restrepo going left back was spot on because we knew there was going to be a pretty intense aerial bombardment and they'll but it didn't actually turn out to be that bad but you want Charlotte in that position not Restrepo trying to win 50-50 crosses yeah. um, Restrepo offered us a lot more defensive protection a left back yeah so uh, I, when you were talking then I was agreeing in my head I was going yeah no he's I don't think he's a left winger either and then I remembered the one thing he did in the match was appear in a left winger's position and cross the ball across for an open goal. Yeah. I think though that was like I don't even think that was like because he was in a wing position. I just think it was like he's got a. I, I don't. I know it's like last season too, and I'm sure you did too. He's got a beautiful first touch, mm-hmm. and it was that like he's, he's he was kind of quick in his in his in his head, and that first touch took him away from whoever, and he just like. Like put his head up and the ball was perfect to Robinson and I felt bad for Robinson that that didn't go in and that would have just killed everything off and we'd be here saying what an amazing game and we scored two goals it's a, it's incredible blah 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 yeah. blah but I, I and I think that kind of shows like that he he can play up front because he's got the skill and I think he's he's good at holding the ball up but so would you have moved him central and put like yeah. Morelli on the left or Morelli yeah. back into I, I think I would have like tried to drop like Joe back and maybe like move Daniels a little bit over more onto the, the yeah. left wing and because like he's like, like he's just he's he would have been more disciplined I think and that's like I'm not trying to have a go at Sam Salter here like I think he's like he's a really good player and I think that he did really well and he created like our like our best chance of the game pretty much I just think that that's not his position. And it I just think it was like kind of throwing him into, especially at that time in the game when they were kind of coming out on top, it was just an odd decision for me to, like uh, Marshall like was, he was gone at that stage. So I can kind of understand why we took him off, but I, just, I still think that we needed uh, just a little bit more of a, some, like somebody who knows the position. And I think he would have been a lot better for us to, when we we're clearing the ball, to have somebody that would hold it up. And I think Salter would have been better at that than what Joe would have been, like just being able to physically hold on to the ball for us and create stuff. But I, I thought our game management for like the last five, 10 minutes was f- like really good. Like, um, I, I, I think was a the the first that was uh, Chris now when he went to, with cramp. I oh, thought mate, that was the funniest. That that was that was like took I, lo- it. I love I love <laughs> I really like him. That was so funny. The poor guys like like probably got has like the worst charity horse of all time. And, and Nico Giansopoulos is just trying to drag the poor bastard <laughs> off the yo, pitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like it was so it was so funny. But I also thought that the the chains they made and bringing in Hernandez like that was like I'm not being bad. Like I know he's like. He's probably wanted to make an impression because he was supposed to be here like last year or whatever. Was probably the worst debut I think I've ever seen in my entire life. He had one like little bit of a run at Restrepo when he came on, and then he did like this ridiculous like flick thing that didn't come off. The, the two free kicks he took were probably the worst free kicks I think I've ever seen since Harry Kane 
ever took a free kick. <laughs> it was ridiculously bad. The, the red card just topped it off. Like that that chance was when he took that free kick toward. I think it was like right at the end of the game. Like he didn't even beat the first man. Like he, normally in that position, you see somebody like hit the ball too hard and go over everybody. Like he couldn't even beat the four. It was ridiculous. And I was just like, at the one time you want delivery to be spot on at that and, moment. And oh, man, it, it was. And like Noah Verhoeven, like like his delivery was pretty good from why he wasn't taking that free kick. I I don't understand. Like and I, like he, I, you think, Verhoeven, he wants to be Modric, doesn't he? Like with the hair and the way he plays. I know he's left footed, but like he wants to. Like you can tell, he watches a lot of tape of him and goes, "I'm going to grow my hair out. I'm pretty short as well. I'm going to try and do all them little things." <laughs> but just, just like a... he, he's a good player, though. Like I, I enjoy yeah. watching him, and I think they really missed uh, Max Ferrari as well. I think mm-hmm. that like he, he gives them like something, and you could see how much of a different team they were when uh, when Absi came on. Obviously, but I, I, I think that we still had more than them. I, I, I thought I thought we were yeah, like we're, we're we're better than them. And yeah. I'm, I'm, convinced after watching that now that we'll be in the playoff shout like I wasn't 100% convinced but we're better than them we're better than Edmonton we're better than Valor it'll just be whether we're better than Ottawa I think looking to your like man in the match and, and things like that um Morelli got it in in game which I think the two ever scores I was gonna say that what what is that on a bill the goal scorer was and goes, yeah, give it. Like in. your man, Bicaro got up for, against uh, for for he was the man in the match. Uh, the the guy that scored for for Valor, like he didn't even make it into the yeah. team of the week. Like it just makes no they, sense. They, they're chosing it before the match. <laughs> before it was one all. That graphic was. If that, if that overhead kick was in the 85th minute, that other guy would have got it. But I, I think they just had the graphic in the bin, in the in the can, and we're just like, yeah, we're gonna go with it. So yeah, so so for for, for us, uh, who who would who would have been your man the match and why? Andre Rampersad and there's no one else even close in my opinion he was unbelievable especially in the first half um, that position the role he has now he hadn't really played there much before but as a true six where he's very deep he's, he's only a few yards in front of the centre-backs and the amount of pressure that goes into playing that role especially as a, the only person there rather than a double pivot like normally we'd play there with a double pivot and you, you lose a lot of the pressure because if you fuck up, then you've got Laparay or Lamoth, yeah. whoever's playing alongside him to like clean up the mess. But quite ballsy. We just sat him there and went, right, he's he's the release valve for our entire team. If any of you are in trouble, just look up and find Rampersad in space and pass it to him and you'll be fine. And we did that a few times. And close control, his ability to evade a challenge, to wriggle, wriggle free of things and then find the pass out. It was just one of the best performances he's had for us. Um he he doesn't he doesn't crumble under pressure at all in that role. He's yeah, he's everything you want from a six, a playmaking six, a technical six. And everyone trusts him, like Hart trusts him, his teammates trust him completely. And that's just a testament to the job he's doing there that we can give him the ball in an area where if he's not good enough and if he loses it, they're gonna absolutely kill us on transition but he doesn't lose it and or at least he didn't lose it on on thursday um work rate phenomenal always is yeah rampers man of the match i thought he was i thought he was brilliant i i i i totally agree with what you're saying there there was a couple of times um during that bit of pressure that york had um when he was like i think he had like two or three people around them um and i think for Hogan was going to tackle him but uh like Rampersad, he's really clever at 
like drawn the foul, uh, like and like Verhoeven didn't have to tackle him because he was going nowhere, and he like Ramsat just draw, drew the foul and it kind of relieved that bit of pressure that we had. And the thing where he like sticks his ass in and then it looked like he's been pushed over and falls forward. It's it's, it's it's and really clever. To give it. And even like in the first half, like um, just watching him like calling for the ball, like he was like. Like telling people to give him the ball, like I, I, I totally agree. I think it's one of his best ever performances for Halifax. I think that, and we, this is going back to what we talked about, like in the preseason review, was like he's so underappreciated that he does make the team of the week for whatever, but he just goes about his business like he's not a loud mouth. He's not like a, a show off, you know. He's like I think he's a quintessential professional, you know, and like I, I think it was a proper captain's performance. Whenever we needed him to be there, he was there, and whenever we needed him to release pressure. He, he was able to do it and like just being a defender and being able to look up and know you can play a ball into his feet and he's gonna do something with it is like it's a it's a huge weight off your shoulders that you know like just as I said like that that spell when they were all over so it was two or three like little times when he like drew fouls and just broke the pressure I thought it was phenomenal but I'm not going to pick the same person as you because that's okay. kind of boring. It, I, when I was thinking of it, I was like, Fernandez, I think it was a fantastic uh, first, first appearance. I thought Daniels was really good. But I'm, like, And Restrepo was fantastic. And I think he played well in both positions. But I'm going to give it to Santos. I think he was my oh, man of nice. the match. I think b- because like of what I said in the preview in the preview game. But I, I just think, like as I said, I, I think this was his best ever performance as a Wanderer. Um, I think it's his natural position. Um, like you know, he's not a left back, um, so which didn't help him last year. Um, and I think that, as you said, like apart from maybe the, the one challenge against Abzi, like he, he just he was there. He was putting his body on the line. I think it was a, one time when he like he was cleared out, and you know he just he, he's not afraid to stick his head in and, and do whatever. And I think a couple of times, um, he, he his passing from the back was was excellent and so yeah i'm gonna go with santos i think uh i own that much at least (laughs) no no i completely agree like i said i think both of us had our doubts about him um so i yeah very happy to prove him wrong and i think that's his position to lose now i think the conversation is now santos plus one and that's as the biggest Uh, compliment uh, and I, i think this is where it football is a harsh game and i think it's gonna be very difficult for Stephen Hart to drop Restrepo if that's because he, he was phenomenal too uh, and the fact that he's got that kind of uh, versatility being able to shift across it's going to be difficult I think for Peter to get in to, to dislodge them um, considering the game. Do you mind if we quickly talk about Ottawa because I kind of have an idea I, I think Shala will come back in next week actually um, I'll, I'll watch the Ottawa game just to get an idea of how we'd line up and They've got two really big attackers in uh, Brian Wright and Malcolm Shaw. They've got Tabler on the right, who wasn't great against Cavalry, but will be a really good player. So I really think he's going to move Restrepo to left back to nullify Tabler. And he's going to bring Schaller in as a centre-back alongside Santos because Ottawa try and hit those two big centre-forwards and they try to hit them early. They play with their back to goal. And I love Restrepo. I want him on the pitch, but I want Charlotte and Santos to be dealing with those two because it's going to be a real physical sort of battle up there. So yeah, I, I think Charlotte will come back in for home games when we see more of the ball. I love Restrepo at centre back because he's a really good passer out from the back centre back. So I do want him to come back in there, but for this game, I think you need Charlotte against those two. 
Um, I, di- I didn't actually watch the the, the Ottawa game. So I, I did what, like I did, unfortunately, uh, apart from like the, the last minute, watch the, the Valor-Edmonton game, which was probably one of the worst Dog games. shit, wasn't it? Yeah. One of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Where they I, found- I was watching it going, how much of this is the wind and how much are these both just piss poor? I, I, and I'm not sure what. The yeah, I, I I don't think that Edmonton are going to be the walkover that everybody thinks they were going to be. I thought their two defenders were, were pretty decent, and um, they, Simmons they, looked decent for them as well. The yeah, left back, yeah, and midfielder. And we saw from like last year that uh, Ariel Gonzalez is a pretty decent player, and like Wurzarski, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, to, I know, to, I'm the worst to pronounce yeah, names. I know. So he was trying so, to hear me say Laparay tonight. With yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say Toby, but like his goal is phenomenal. But he's like he's. He was probably like, um, like, like this. There's three of them: Algaro, Toby, and Gonzalez were their best players like last year. And the fact that being able to hang on to two of them was like a, a good, uh, a good indication for them. But yeah, I don't think they're going to be the walkover that everybody thinks they are. But um, Jesus Valor were were, were dog shit. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not too worried about either one. Uh, we should probably come back and point them in the arse. But hey, I know we're going to lose. Just to finish up, what did you think of uh, Pacific's uh, jersey, their new jersey? To see it. It's fine. I mean, I, I, I think I can't remember if I said this to you, but f- football jerseys are really difficult to get right because they're made for men in their twenty, in their early twenties, players in their early twenties. Yet the people that buy them are men who are middle aged and in, not in great shape. It's like, how do you get that balance? I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got really boring dress sense. I wear plain t-shirts and jeans, so I have no idea what makes a good kit. Um, instinctively yeah it's fine i like it um i still like our home one the best i think but i, I just like the kind of story behind it with the um indigenous artists and all it, oh, it, i didn't it, see that just... that's, a, that's the kind of the design i know i know and uh, but they're but they're, what, but, and they're giving like a portion of it to to, to charity and stuff for like that but I, the oh, only thing I, the, the only thing is like the big the, the big Volkswagen logo in the middle of it. I think you know, in that kind of weird uh, light blue or whatever it is that they have, just ruined it for me at the top. But um, it's 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 a really nice jersey. It's but... not it's not as like it's not as obtrusive as like the Man United Chevrolet. I totally agree with you. Like I can't wear the Macron jerseys. Like I'm too fat. So it's, it's like yeah, every time I I I've bought like a Wanderers jersey every year and I've yeah. never worn one. Uh, all I do is I just get them signed when I can. So yeah, um, it's been kind of good to uh, to catch up and um, review the game. I I, I think uh, if we can kind of tweak a few things, I think we might be in for a decent season. Um, yeah, let's let's hope so. I'm 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 going to be away for the Ottawa game, but I'm going to try up like in a Wi-Fi Wi-Fi free zone. So hopefully I'll be able to log on to my hotspot or something to watch it so yeah nervous but I, th- I think we'll be okay i'll take a point i wanted i wanted four points from these first three games and i think we're gonna get that folks please wait for please time to drink on folks get out out to box 